Welcome to the Bearing Fruit Podcast, where we will be discussing the simplicity of Christianity. This is a production of Simply Free Church in Lanark, Illinois. Now here's your host, Pastor Glenn Scott. Okay, good morning. I'm looking at the things I'm not supposed to say. I have rules today. Um, I want to give you a quick lesson here on Advent. Uh, this is actually the first week of Advent. And if you guys were raised in a traditional mainstream church, you did Advent. And it's the first four weeks. And then on Christmas Eve, of course, you light the, the Christ candle. And I want to give you a little lesson that um, I, I'm going to participate in this. We didn't for the first few years. And there are some people that really need this. They like it gets them in the Christmas spirit and stuff, so I'm all good with that. But I don't think God's so concerned about our ceremonies and our rituals as he is about our heart. So, you know, if I don't go in the same order in these next few weeks that the church that you were raised in, it's a heart issue. It's not about whether you're doing something right or not. In these these days of Advent, don't think that these days you can act a certain way and make up for the other 320 days of the year. This is kind of like Lent. You guys should be like this every day. So don't get yourself all wrapped up in ceremonies and rituals that man came up with. But get your heart right, and it'll be a celebration like this every single day. The first candle actually represents hope. It's the prophecy candle. And we have technology, so I don't need to get out fire. (laughs) We just get to turn it on. The prophecy candle actually represents hope. And um, the hope that they had was a little bit different than what they were expecting. And we still have hope today. The hope that they had was that the king was going to come. This is why it's called the prophecy candle. The the prophets had told them that the Messiah was coming. And um, he was going to put their enemies under their feet. He was going to make them a great nation. And they, they, were, they were ready for this. this. This guy's going to show up. God himself in the flesh is going to show up. And we're going to just take over the world, right? We're going to get whatever we want. That's how a lot of Christians think today. They come to Christianity, and they have this hope. He's going to make everything right. But what happened is he showed up and told them they were doing it all wrong. It wasn't the hope that they were hoping for. It was the hope for the world and not just them. And we kind of get ourselves in a rut like this too. The hope of Christmas and and Jesus coming to this earth, uh, the birth of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is awesome. But we need a different kind of hope as well. A lot of different kinds of hope, a lot of different kinds of levels of hope. What is hope? I think there's a close relationship between hope and and faith. The hope that we have through Jesus is that we would have eternal life, that he forgives us for our sins, and they were not expecting that. They were waiting for somebody. This is kind of, I did a message once on socks for Christmas, and I, I think Haley Wilson was the best thing that ever happened to this. Everybody, uh, let's say children, they, they're hoping for a certain gift, right? You get a Christmas list. And this Christmas list is full of everything they want. And this is the hope they have, that they're going to get these presents and they're going to be under the tree. And they come down and they open it up and it's a pair of socks. 
Now, I personally need socks really bad, right? What happens is we get what we need instead of what we want. And this is what happened when Christ came to the earth. They were hoping for all these great toys under the Christmas tree, and they opened up a package, and it was socks, because that's what they needed. It wasn't what they wanted. They were a little mad. This guy was supposed to take care of all their problems, make them a great nation. Now, just think, if you you were waiting for somebody to come, you had this hope that this person was going to come to your home or, or this church or wherever you are, and all these things, they're going to make me great. They're going to put my enemies under my feet. Right? Wouldn't you just love that? Those are the kind of gifts when you were younger, you wanted. This is what I want. And you got socks. Problem is, is they've needed the socks. So we went through this whole message about these socks. And sure enough, Haley Wilson got a pair of socks. And she took a picture of it and sent it to me. And we were just bawling, you know. What kind of hope do you have? What are you hoping for? This hope at Christmas that we have is that Jesus will return one day and take the saints with him. And we will meet up in the sky and live for eternity in his glory. Don't we have that kind of hope? I personally probably asked for this too many times. Uh, We have a lot of work to do. And as much as I want him to come back right now, I know we have a lot of work to do. And this whole thing that this world's going through, I've just been waiting for him. Just show up. Just let's, let's just do this. Lord, come. But I know we got so much work to do. Where are you at with your hope? What are you hoping for? Hope and faith. Faith actually tells us that it is um, a certainty. And it has evidence that we can't see. There's a different level of faith and hope. There's a lot of hope that's just wishful thinking. What I'd like to get under the Christmas tree this year is just wishful thinking. Take my word for it. But then there's the kind of hope that is actually optimistic expectation. You have a certain amount of certainty that it's going to happen. If your hope is just wishful thinking, you're part of the world. If your hope is optimistic expectation, you've got the kind of hope that you need, that your salvation is secure, that your Lord and Savior is exactly who he said he was, and we're going to celebrate his birth. But we're not going to just celebrate it on December 25th. We're going to celebrate it today and tomorrow and from this day forward, each day the same. Yeah, we get in the spirit, and I I love these lights. I actually think this is one of the coolest things I've seen. And and, and these pine cones or something have a a smell to them that just just does it for me. But I need socks. Put up Romans 8.25. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Eagerly wait. That's the kind of hope that is an optimistic expectation. 
when you eagerly wait. If you just are wishful thinking, eh, you know, you got some doubt, right? This faith and this hope go together. And it's evidence of what we can't see. What kind of evidence do you have for the hope that you're hoping for? We need evidence to have a certain amount of hope. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you filled with hope? And what kind of hope are you filled with? Now I'm going to convict you. He's got hope in you too. This relationship that we have is a two-way street. And we can say we got all this hope in God. And, and God's sitting there saying, I got hope in you. You're supposed to be the hope. If there's evidence to faith, evidence of a faith that you can't see, you're it. You're the evidence of the hope. Can't you just see the Lord creating you in the womb and the plans that he has for you and the hope that he has for you that you'll do good, that you'll expand my kingdom, expand the church, be part of the church, do good, do good deeds. Faith is dead without works. He has hope in you. How are you doing with that? I hope they do these things. I hope that they do what I tell them to do. I hope that they talk to me every day. I hope that they obey my commandments. At Christmas time, you have all this hope. And he has hope in you. And I want to make sure that this is a two-way relationship that you guys have with our Lord and Savior. So we hope and we hope and we hope and, oh, my hope is greater than the world. I got, I got this, this uh, expectation, uh, this optimistic expectation. It's, it's confident. It's good. I've seen the evidence. Does he have that same hope in you? No doubt. He created you. He has a plan for you. And he has hope that you'll do these things. Now, Take your relationship that you're in. One, you got complete trust and confidence in, and the other one just does whatever he wants and just keeps asking you for things. That's not a relationship. He hopes that you'll do certain things. So here we go on the different levels of hope. Does he have this optimistic expectation that what he created in you will do what he wants you to do. You have that kind of hope in him, right? Does he have that kind of hope in you? Or was that just wishful thinking? Eh, I, I hope they do these things. You know, I've told them to. And I just hope that they do. How are you doing? We are actually the evidence of this future hope for this world. And he hopes that we will do the things that he asks us to do so that it will expand his kingdom, that we will help save souls, that we will reach people, that we will change the world. 
He has got hope in us that we can change the world. Can he rely on you? Is there this expectation that he can plan on you doing these things? That's how you plan on him doing them, right? He's going to return and we're all going to be good and get, you know, meet up in the clouds with him and live in glory. Well, he's got some expectations of us. How can we show the world this kind of hope that we have in him if they don't see that kind of hope in us? We need to be the evidence of that hope that we have. So the hope that we can't see is what we're worshiping here today, but we need to be the hope that somebody else can see, the evidence. I, I think you guys are doing great. And I, I have hope like you can't believe. And I'll, 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 I'll share some of this with you. Um, I see hope. And, and, I'll, and I'm going to start right in this building. And I, I'm actually going to use the next generation, whatever that is to you. But Angeline... Uh, Caitlin, Emily, uh, Emily, and I'm sorry, Emma, uh, Hannah. There is hope right there. Chase and Maddie, there's hope. You guys can see the hope that can change the world. Maybe we're old enough, maybe I'm old enough that I can't change the world like this. But there's hope. The, the whole Nelson family got four kids. Angeline brings her younger siblings with her. When the parents can't come to church, she brings them. That's hope. That's evidence of the hope that we have in the world. We're the Marxists. You guys are so faithful. Logan whips off Bible verses. That's hope. This world is not going to hell. And we're doing a little part. People need to see the hope that we have in our actions. Sometimes it's just coming to church. Sometimes it's telling somebody, had a great time at church this morning. This is showing somebody evidence of the hope that you have. Well, what do you go to church for? Somebody's going to need to see that. It is so simple. I've told you so many times, I'm not trying to turn you all into pastors and evangelists and, and all this kind of stuff. The simple kind of things. Had a blast at church this morning. You should have seen this little dog running around church. You realize that it says you went to church. Let's take that. They had a dog in church this morning. I don't even care if you throw us under the bus. Had a dog in church. That has just told somebody that you go to church. That means that you believe in a God. That means that you believe that God gave his only begotten son for you. You see what, oh, this is so huge, just by saying that. That's evidence of the hope that you have. And you know, this, this pandemic thing that's going around the world right now, people don't show any hope. We're getting a bunch of stuff that has turned into habits that's probably never going to go away unless you guys show your hope. The next generation, you guys rock. You're the hope. You're the hope that I need to see. You're the hope that a lot of people need to see. 
And if, if four girls can sit in there, you're missing one anyway, aren't you? Where's uh, Haley? Is Haley, uh, no, Kaylee, Kylie, the, the pizza girl. I just know her from going and getting pizza. You guys rock. And you can show people this hope that you have. You're showing us that the church is not going to end. That the kingdom is being expanded. People need to see your hope. You need to be the evidence. And God has hope that you will. You guys that are parents will understand this, right? You send your kid off, you hope that they act a certain way, that they do a certain thing, that they say the right things. Is it wishful thinking? Or do you truly have that optimistic expectation that they will do the right thing? They would be evidence of what you're teaching them, how you're teaching them to be respectful, How about the tough stuff that we go through? Do you have hope that there's a reason for this? That there's actually an expectation that something good is going to come out of it? Or are you just sitting around whining? Please, Lord, come back today. This is just miserable. I just can't take it anymore. And he's like, I had hope that you would take this and go use it for good. We need to be the hope of this world. We can be the hope by showing the hope that we have. So, we're going to do things a little bit different this year. Would you put up 1 Peter 1, 3? Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A living hope. You know, we sit at home, we got all this hope, we read our Bibles, and we step out into the world, and nobody sees the hope that we have. He tells us to take this good news to everybody. That's the hope that he has. And we're not very good at it. If we would just say little things, do little things, act the right way, we want God to take care of things for us and not be the evidence of the kingdom of God. What we're going to do this year is put this into action. We're not going to have a giving tree this year. If you want me to be that Santa Claus guy and find something to do with your gifts or whatever, I will. I'm not telling you no. But I'm going to challenge you guys to do it this year. Yourselves. Instead of having a giving tree, we've decided to have a fruit tree. And this, this tree is going to produce fruit. Love, peace, joy, goodness, kindness. We've got it back there, and we've got little tags on it. And what it is is, I don't want to use the word random. You've probably all heard this before, because this isn't going to be random. This is going to be part of your life. This is going to be a new birth into a living hope that you are just going to treat people this way. If you can't come up with something to do yourself, grab one of the tags off there. James actually put a Bible verse on the back of each one that references a good deed, works, that will actually show somebody the hope that we have. They need evidence of hope in this world, and it's you. 
take something off of the fruit tree. And I'll tell you what, some of them are very simple. Some of them are for little kids. We got these little cards back there. Some of those things are so simple that you can even take them for your kids to do. And uh, say one says, uh, just hold the door for an elderly person. You can give them one of these cards. It says that you are a fruit producer. Please accept my gift of kindness, gentleness, love, joy. You can simply hand them one of these. If you don't want to tell them what you're doing, or you simply do one of these acts and hand them a card, you have just helped expand the kingdom of God. And they can say, I see hope in this world. I see the evidence that I need that we're going to be okay. Because God told us to. So we have a fruit tree. And we are going to be fruit producers this year. I don't care if you take something off of that tree or not, or come up with your own idea, hand them a card. That's easier than saying, hey, this is what we're doing for church. Just hand them a card. Accept my gift of kindness. Accept my gift of love. The hope might be the best gift they've got this year. Next time you hear somebody say, well, I just don't see any hope, it's because you're not showing them any. You need to be the hope that people need to see. This year, I want you to do it. I want you to be the hope. Giving is great, but what about some kindness that somebody needs, some love? You need to be the hope. Do good, be good, act good. That's the hope that God has for you. Let's pray. Father God, would you just stir in each and every person's heart that they need to be the goodness, they need to be the kindness, they need to be the love, they need to be the joy that somebody out there needs so that those people can have the same kind of hope that they have. Let them see that there's hope in this world. It's not done. We got a lot of work to do. Father, equip us, help us. You've never let us down because you are good. And we want to be evidence of that goodness by being good ourselves. Father, we just love you so much. We gather to celebrate your son's birth, but not just on December 25th, each and every day. Stir in our heart this year to be good. In Jesus' name, amen.